So, welcome everybody back to the Black and White Podcast with uh, Steve and Kate. And uh, really, it's been a it's been a very interesting couple of weeks since we since we last spoke on the podcast. Um, I hope because uh, you you went on a trip, and I hope that is that was great for you. Uh, you're definitely hopping on hopping on. You know, one of those coronavirus planes, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just very interesting times. Uh, it's a whole new, it's a new normal for sure. Yeah. It's very interesting times. Um, you know, to where people are worried to hop on a plane, not because they're worried about it. You know, they're worried about, you know, it landing, landing improperly or, you know, crashing, but because somebody might be sick on the plane. And you might get sick. It's a, uh, it's just kind of crazy, you know. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah. How how how's everything? Oh, and I also traveled from Oregon. Um. I, well, good. I've been traveling from. I actually traveled from Oregon to Arizona, which is re. It's a. It's blown up as a hot spot now. Yeah. And they've just shut down all the bars if you're not serving food and um but the traveling quite frankly was really easy and and the southwest at least really did it great they everybody wears masks they take you in 10 at a time distancing it was very quiet airport and um you the middle seat was left open and the flight attendants really only gave you a glass of water and pretzels or something so it really was very simple but it worked it was really easy actually and it was very quiet very quiet so but i felt very comfortable okay flying okay. and uh and now you're just still sequestering here in or um in arizona so <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's yeah is it hot out there like is it is it like arizona is it like arizona summertime right now or is it or is it still sort of that sort of like it easing is. into it Okay, so you're 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 stuck in the house and you're stuck in the oh, you got air conditioning, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's what people don't understand about Arizona is that when you live here, you're in air conditioning or where it's cool all the time in yeah. your car, you know, all of that stuff. So it's navigate. You know, you can navigate it. You just, it's but it's their winter. You know, this is their winter, and so. Yeah, but people have been sequestered for four months, and uh, so yeah. they've been inside for a while, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 yeah, and so yeah. So uh, I'm excited about our podcast beginning again. Oh yeah, and I think uh, this is episode three, um, and and yeah, it's just uh, you know what what are the what are the things that you sort of noticed or have seen uh over the past couple of weeks either while you're traveling um just being in uh notice a difference between like Oregon and Arizona uh are there any sort of like consistent things that have been happening uh over that time and over uh, across the two locations or has there been things that have you know uh sort of stood out to you more than others well you know, I myself choose not to watch a lot of news. I just, I just feel that it's a very 
um, manipulated format, quite honestly. And they're only going to show you the worst case scenarios of everything. Yeah. But even on social media, I can feel a lull um, with some of the, all the different um, people being very aggressive or consistent i've seen that slowed down a little bit yeah i've seen some people very much maintain this commitment to white people are the problem and we're going to stay in this and and uh bring attention to those on my our social media formats that they're going to continue to address and to challenge and to bring um interesting um different perspectives to their, you know, contacts and the people in their world. So I see people, some people slowing down. I see some people staying very committed. And um, so it's interesting. And I've, you know, you, I don't know, I I don't remember the guy's name, the the young man that was killed by the police. And he was Uh, begging them. Um, Wait, which one? Did you see that one? (laughs) What was the uh, name of him? Yeah, which one are we talking about? Oh, I know. I got to look it up. And I really literally think I should. I know. I know. It's sad that it's like, which one, right? Um, but it was a young man who was, um, who I think had some uh, disability. Oh, uh, and he Elijah was, McClain. Uh, yeah, Elijah McClain. Elijah. Yes, thank you. Okay. Oh, my God. That is the sickest thing. It's the sickest thing I've, i was just like oh how is this possible that it keeps happening like this yeah it just doesn't even make sense to me and... so that came uh in my purview that just stopped me again and i felt you, you just become more and more aware of how how does this even happen like this yeah and, and then I... i'm aware of how it is i'm i think i think i'm more aware of that how black people are approached by police and how black people approach white people kind of on a broad spectrum clearly it's very different but when you do apps it really is i used to watch the daily show with john stewart and they still do it but literally they just bring the you have footage up of like when somebody does something and you're just like this is insane like you can't deny this you say one thing then you say another thing and and these videos that you see and the audio that you hear of what's happening to such it's it's so tragic it's been so tragic it's been so tragic it's just now in the purview in a different way to to white people let's say you know yeah. it's and we, i knew it was happening but when that when elijah that poor boy yeah and it, and it's always God. i see that like with begging. every with every begging. with every case it's still sort of like a peer view into sort of like uh police brutality on black communities but it's always there's always like a difference like each different the, each case has like a as a as is like a slight variation of it where uh where a nuance yeah it's like it it talks about the nuances of it 
where you know like this case is different than uh, Breonna Taylor's case the uh, Breonna Taylor's case is different than Stefan Arbery's case and Stefan Arbery's case is different than Elijah McClain's case but they're all still there's they're all still mm-hmm. sort of they're all it's all police brutality though you know and and uh and it's always it's it's always like a different shade of this like a different side of the same coin and uh and and coin yeah and and it's very interesting because one of the things that like i'm starting to see more and more now is the is the comparisons of how um you know mass mass murderers are uh so like every time they have every time they show uh sort of like you know, uh, civic investigations or what I call them, like social media investigations, uh, where, um, they will, they will sort of document how, uh, when like a, a white person goes and like shoots up a, shoots up a school or, or shoots up a, a does like a mass killing. Um, they, they start to like hone in on like how the, how the, the person is treated uh, when they're when they're when they're in um, when they're in handcuffs and when they're apprehended and they've been sort of uh, comparing that to sort of like the Elijah McClain cases and and all those that uh, that, you know, of uh, black people and brown people, mainly black people, where they're sort of like juxtaposing these two. And they're saying like they're showing like, you know, like the white guy getting water while he's in handcuffs and he's sitting down and then. They got, you know, some like, a, you know, a black girl just getting thrown around <laughs> and uh, for just standing in the wrong area. Whereas, uh, you know, that like the white guy literally killed somebody. That's right. And and uh, and, the, and the, it's the tolerance that is given to the white person, the tolerance that is graphically different it's yeah. just repulsive yeah and environment it is still like i don't even understand in my brain how a police officer would approach even like a black person at this point it's kind of like Okay, wait. At least there's a spotlight on all of this right now. Yeah. And and cops are being arrested, put in jail, and then, you know, booked and being charged for their actions. So how is it that in this environment, these types of things are blatantly still occurring? Yeah. Like literally all and this, like I think with Elijah, it's a reopening of something that happened before. Yeah, it's it's like because the Elijah McClain thing happened after George Floyd. Like it happened after George. Like it happened after, you know. And. And so it's a, and so it's, it becomes this, this continued conversation of just, you know, uh, really the core concept of just lack of respect for, for, for the existence of black bodies, 
you know, where you look at a, you look, uh, where there's an institution that, uh, that doesn't see, uh, black people as, as, um, you know, as value, you know, as with the respect that they deserve, um, compared to other communities. Cause you, you so can I, but can, but can I interject here? Because I told you years ago, I, I mean, I've been arrested twice yeah. and they were minor things. And one was ridiculous, um, but I was mistreated and my rights were like, I, I literally in jail for a I was disrespected. I didn't matter. I didn't matter that I was, and, and again, you've said it before, like, well, now imagine if you were black, right? So what I question the, the aggression and the arrogance that even after George Floyd was murdered for everyone to see, how is it that a police officer, and I don't know that it's just white police officers, but, but police officers go in and think that they're not going to be held accountable for this in the way that it's in this environment. Where in their brain do they not say, I've got, I can't do this. I've got to stop. They hear that poor boy screaming. What in their brain? Is it just, this is a black kid and I don't, I don't give a shit. Or is it they feel that they don't have anything to fear and they're just, they're going to do what they want to do and, and be not held accountable for it. Yeah. I don't I understand how one, and can do that i think it um i think it it we this is where sort of like those intersections sort of play in where um where with your experience imagine you know like with your experience if you if you got arrested in something uh you as a woman uh you're going to have a very different experience and probably not as bad of an experience as if you were a white man uh in that in that particular thing and so then you're dealing your experience uh speaks to sort of the the intersections of of power dynamics between men and women which we all know with like domestic abuse and all those different things like uh you're more likely to have that negative experience as a woman opposed to a white man and then when we talk about the 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 issue or the dynamic of race um and you compound like you being black uh, onto it, then you're probably going to have a worser experience because you're dealing with the dynamic of being a woman and a dynamic of being black. So then it sort of compounds it and, and there's no way to sort of quantify it, but it's understood that like, it will be, it will be worse, uh, because you're dealing with those two intersections. Um, and I, and so I think it, I think it's sort of like those, those new, right. like right. those, those nuances sort of, uh, trans translate to other things as well, where you have a um, you have a, 
the the police departments or institutions with, with law enforcement that you know uh like as an institution they're they're notorious for you know for for having police officers uh get off or or you know like go go by unscathed for uh for 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 specific actions that they do because of just how powerful the police unions are um how protected their jobs are all those things uh and and there's so many things coming to light uh i was just speaking with uh i was speaking with a journalist that um that was out during the protests uh pretty recently and she got hit in the she got hit in the side of the face with the with the with the baton you know by a police officer oh and my so God. and so she had to get surgery and everything and so she went to a lawyer and was like hey wow. you know like can i you know can i can i sue them for this and every lawyer that she spoke to was like well it, it's 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 going to be hard to even you know prove that case or get a get a settlement out of it and and it, it just sort of speaks to sort of the the immunities that they have um uh, even though they're doing these things, you know, and so and so when we look at sort of, you know, the dynamics of um, if you were to run into a police officer, it's most likely going to be a male. And if you're to run into a police officer, it's most likely going to be a white person. And so when you intersect that, you're most likely to deal with the white male. And so if you're not a white male, you're probably going to be treated like, you know, you're, you're going to be you're going to be you're going to most likely have a negative experience because there's that level of empathy that um that people just don't have and then when you have a when you have the well, you know it, it's 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 you know it's a lot a lot of people uh, i think those are the conversations that are start that are being had and that are uh that people are really really like talking about when they're when they're talking about sort of like uh you know uh re re like trying to figure out like what are the next steps to like you know, either change the system or or rebuild the system. Uh, people are starting to have those conversations of like, what are the real like, you know, like us, uh, you know, uh, so, like what are the real issues that that these 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 events are stemming from? Um, and uh, and yeah, I think uh, I think you know, obviously there isn't like a, a answer for it, but like there there are definitely. Um, you know things that we all are we are all seeing and noticing you know i i find it revolting and just and and i know that white people who do not have an experience with the police themselves you know they may have been pulled over you know, for a car, you know, something with it, they speak, we're speeding or something. Um, but I know that there's a populace out there is just like, look, if you just do the right thing, you'll be fine. And I think even then I've heard some people in the black community say that as well. This is how you go about it. And if you just do those things, if you're not getting in trouble, you'll be fine. If you're not doing something wrong. But what I know especially with Elijah and I've seen this firsthand again, dealing with mental and emotional trauma and pain and escalation um, and watching people not know how to de-escalate. And we talked about this the last podcast a bit. Yeah. 
that that's such a crucial element to implement. Like if we're char starting to really talk about, like we talked about defund the police last week, and I literally heard on the radio about, okay, what, and they were talking about, well, that term, you know, isn't, isn't working for some people. Yeah. And they were literally having the same conversation you and I were having about like, how can re I was like redesign and they were like revamp and re, you know, and I was just like, but the goal of it being taking the, the full on all the monies and redistribute it. Yeah. That's I think they use redistribute in a way that you're looking at people coming in with police who are trained to de-escalate and recognize mental um, illness or people who are hurting mentally, who are and can and bring that emotion down to where they're not a danger to themselves or others, and that's very very important. I've done that personally often, many yeah. times, and there is a language, you know, sometimes speaking into a mental ill person. But Elijah was screaming and yeah. and saying and. That not listening on the police force side, it's, I'm like, what is shut off inside of you that that you can't hear this, this kid not being he's he doesn't deserve to die. How I don't even uh, yeah we yeah. could spend so yeah. much more time on this, but I really so I'm gonna actually move because I don't know that there it's just disgusting and tragic. Tragic isn't even a word anymore. It's it's beyond tragic. Yeah, and I and. I, it's and he's gone so now there's nothing we can do yeah it's um and i think it's uh i always i think the 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 argument for if you don't do anything then you won't have anything to worry about um that is that is a that is not a reality for i mean that wasn't a reality for brianna taylor she literally was at home and when she got killed, you know, right? Like it, right. it's and and so to and to and so to explain that argument, um, it, to to explain that argument or justify that argument, uh, for for cases like that, um, what is the what is the alternative, you know? Like it, it's and and for all of us, like there there was no there's no like body cam footage. There's no nothing for us to um, there's nothing for us to sort of like look to to say, OK, well, let's cross and examine this. Right. You know, it was a it was a it was a no knock warrant or a no knock right. barge in. Let's evaluate it. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, if we're if we're talking about, um, you know, just as a as a regular person, just sleep or whatever uh, in any in any Second Amendment state. You know where where people barge in, and and then you go get your gun because you, you think that shoot. you're about to get robbed, and there's only so many ways that this is going to happen. You know, you turn the corner with the gun, uh, you see you right. see people with guns facing at you, they shoot you, and then you're dead, or you uh or you try to have a standoff where you say, oh no, you know. And and that may come out one way or another, or you shoot the cop and then you get charged with you get charged with first with manslaughter, you know. And and it's like and and if and if and if there's 
no video of that. It's a he said, she said. Yeah. And you are the guilty person. It doesn't matter. You've shot yeah. a cop. It doesn't matter that they didn't announce themselves. It doesn't matter that they yeah. just came in in the middle of the night. When you have a legal right to protect yourself, you're going to be guilty, period, end of story. And if it's a, if it's a cop you killed, you're going to get the book thrown at you. But yeah. I would also say that the other side of even the Breonna Taylor, even so if I were to, like, again, this whole thing is about how without holding being careful walking on eggshells and never is the intent to be insulting it's perhaps presenting a perspective um even if it's ignorant even if it's incorrect even if it's un it, it, it sounds as if there's a simple answer to it how could anyone not understand this because brianna taylor was in her bed sleeping how in the world is anything justified that she got killed and some would say and i've asked Actually, seen some of this. That again, it's this. Her brother, her boyfriend was a drug dealer, drug whatever, and they have been, you know, they've been following this guy, and so he's doing what he's doing. And again, not saying that this is correct, just a perspective. So she's allowing this guy to do his business at her house, or is doing this at whether she's. you know, I don't know how you don't know this, um, but he's doing business there. And the argument could be like, yes, they, they went in. They wanted to catch this guy off guard. They wanted to capture him. You know, they wanted to go in without warning because they didn't want him to run. They wanted to get him. And she got caught in the crosshairs. And yet the argument for that is, well, if you didn't allow your d- drug dealer drug boyfriend in the house this would never have happened to you but you did and you got caught in it it wasn't it did they they would say they didn't mean to do that they didn't know who's in the house they don't they can't assess the danger level they don't know you know they they go in and people aren't just laying quietly not moving she probably got up and was totally disoriented and it was aggressive and got caught in it but there's people who look at that and go well you let this guy in yeah and you got you're the collateral damage of that and and i think that that and that there's is an a... argument there legal and and legally there's an argument for that yeah like, and literally when it goes to court yeah i think and i and i think you know and i've i've heard those arguments and stuff like that before but the the this is where we talk about sort of the um, the the problems with inst- with the institution, where when we're looking at you know these types of stories and when when we're going to place blame off of the victim to uh, to the you know the person that uh, caused the you know caused the harm, um, it's the intersection at the intersection of that is most likely going to be. Um, you know, a, a black person or a person of color, you know, somebody that's sort of in the margins that 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 um, that would be believed for, you know, to where they're not looking at, you know, this person, uh, Breonna Taylor, that is a, um, you know, that had probably doesn't have very, very much of a criminal criminal record. They, you know, that are doing things, maybe dating somebody that, you know, is, is doing some questionable things, but 
the uh, but to justify that because you're dating somebody uh, or you have somebody in your life that does some questionable things that um, that that justific that that sort of that justification or not justification but excuse for why you why why you're dead or why you were shot um, is um, you know it, it, it takes a I would say it takes a certain type of person to look past the person getting shot and uh, that, that that's where I would be critical of the person um, that that's where I'd be critical of the person and uh, and and sort of so be... but 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 if you look at it if we look at it though in a sense of like even if this is brought legally because you can be accused of something but you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt intention you have to prove that this that there was some malicious you know intent knowing intent and police officers you know as they're trained and the job that they do and the danger of going into something like that they do go in often like a SWAT team because they don't know what they're going to get when they go into a, a house that there's people who are they don't know guns. They don't know when you're doing serious stuff like that. And, you know, you'll rob your mother. You know, listen, I had a brother who did drugs and he robbed his grandmother, <laughs> you know, yeah. back in the day, long ago and far away because that was, that's what he does. So cops going in, not knowing they're going in to stay safe and it is a shoot to kill mentality. That's an American. It is shoot to kill. It's not shoot to maim. It's shoot to kill. When you yeah. go into a dangerous situation, because if you don't, you could, you know, so, but I'm just saying, yeah. I look at, should Brianna Taylor be dead? Absolutely not. Did she get caught in something? Did these police officers go in and is it a racial argument? I don't know that that's true. Well, it's, I don't you know can't, that you can't say that. It, I would say that it's very hard to, it's but very is it tragic that she's. Well, I would say that it's very hard to prove. It's very hard for a person, for a black person, to prove racism, even if they know that racism, like uh, there's a racial component yes. to the way they're being treated. It's very difficult yes. to if it's not blatant uh, I, racism, you and, know. Right. And so, and I, even when it is, sometimes, even. Even when it well, is, it is, but it, but you're right. It, 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 but it is hard to prove. Yeah, it's it's very hard to prove, and so um, and so what we look at is what we look at is um, correlations, and so when you're looking at these things uh, in court, you have to prove cause. It, you have to prove cause, and it's very very difficult to prove cause in general. Um, it's very difficult. But but when but what a lot of people are starting to do now is they're they're starting to they're starting to say they're starting to look at correlations and correlations means that in any in a in a plain vanilla situation, certain things are going to happen. And if you and if you um, and if you add components to that, you're you're more likely to have specific things happen uh, as those as those um, as those additional factors compound. And so, uh, and so we're looking at, you know, what predominantly white, uh, white, you know, uh, white institutions and, and police forces and everything that have sort of that immunity mindset 
going in and they have this sort of shoot to kill mindset going in and you are looking at somebody or you're tracking somebody that is a you know that is a black male that is involved in drugs then you're instantly thinking about you're instantly trying to approach this as you know some heavy drug dealer that is you know pushing crack into the crack into communities and so which would probably is not the case you know it, it's uh, it's but that's neither here nor there because you also have to look at the 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 context in which they're doing things and so you know it could have been brianna taylor it could have been you know the the person's child uh that's just walking around and and getting a cup of milk you know sneaking out of their room and getting a cup of milk you know it, it's um that that Definitely. you know uh, and so that's where that's where it looks like this is a this is an institutional problem to allow uh something you know a, allow the the goal of getting somebody um getting a getting a nonviolent offender uh and and risking people's lives in it uh that is that is a that is the problem where you know we're not talking about you know he'll he'll have his day in court you know he continues doing what he does there's people that have phds that are that are that are skilled enough to find him you know but but you can't bring back somebody uh, based off of trying to do a raid to get the one up on them, you know, and, and you can't risk people's lives to to do that, and 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 that's what and that's and that's and that's at the end, yeah, that yeah. at the end of the day, that yeah, and, is it more important to risk somebody's that if you don't know who's in the house and the risk factor yeah. going into that situation, if you're monitoring this drug dealer, you got to know who he's living with who's there when you're going in you got to know how many people are in the house yeah and that if you're gonna is it more important to get the guy or or keep everybody who's safe in the house and get the guy yeah which, which is more important and in that case you know it, it it truly was like well it doesn't matter who dies and, yeah. and i guess it's after the fact that they're dead there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do because now they're really dead yeah and 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 I think that this and that person I think that this becomes an example of what um this becomes an example of of the anecdotes that people have uh, where people already feel this way and people people have seen this stuff happen but now you actually have specific cases to go along with the with those experiences yeah and so I think we're seeing now that like we this is things are coming to light but now but now uh. You know the sort of like white the uh right wing talking points of like look at the data look at this where's the data where's the data where's the evidence and so now we're at a point where there's actual evidence and people are actually looking at these cases as evidence for their experiences so that people take them more seriously uh so that it so that it forces people to um right. you know it forces people to uh think uh, uh address sort of the the sort of the criticism of like oh you shouldn't have just been dating a uh you know a drug dealer it's like there's a lot of people that date drug, drug dealers dealer. you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of people dealing drugs and there's a lot of drug dealers and right. so so then it becomes a so then it becomes a question of what is more important is it is it important to catch the drug dealer at all costs or is it or is it to keep people safe 
And and at the in this case, it wasn't, you know, it was more it was not the the priority was not to keep people safe. And uh, and and anybody that sort of uh, speaks to that sort of sentiment of like, oh, well, they shouldn't just been there. It's like that 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 comes from a that comes from a, you know, I, I, I would say that that's reflective of the person and uh, and how they feel about, you know, how they feel about people or how they feel about black people. And, uh, and you know, we, we can't look into people's hearts, but we can look at what they say and what they, what they do as evidence of how they feel. And, um, and, and that's often where, where, where my, um, you know, that's often what happens, you know, in my mind when I'm like confronted with that, because, uh, because they, you know, like it, that, that's, that's all the evidence I need if for somebody to say certain things in those, in those tragic events. Um, it, especially because, uh, especially with all the stuff that's happening now, the last thing you want to say is, oh, you shouldn't have been just dating somebody, you know, like that, that's, that, that's, that's not what we're doing. If we're trying to, if we're trying to unite each other, that's not what we're doing. Cause that's not the problem. Well, and that's, I'm just saying that's that's the that's going to be the judicial argument yeah. going into this mm-hmm. if, oh, if yeah. the arresting with the officers that were involved. And it, and again, all of this, I just think, what if George Floyd was never videotaped? You know, how many people and how the stories have were switched around because there wasn't video concrete evidence to the fact. And look, there's a lot of hurts and injuries in the world that you have to prove something but but the the horrific deaths that just the injustices of it all is just well i think it Um, would be it would be a brianna taylor case another go ahead yeah it it would like if there wasn't it wouldn't be it would be a brianna taylor case because there wasn't any video evidence yeah and uh and and we see how we see how difficult it was to to uh to have actions taken place uh on on the officers you know it just from like how difficult it was just to get like you know the the officer of for george in the george floyd case charged and we're seeing how difficult it is to where like that's literally like a trending topic every time something else happens it's like such and such and such and such and and brianna taylor's killers are not uh are not in custody and so, uh, and so I think that, um, you know, again, we just have a whole, but we, we're just, people are wearing they're they're, they're using these events as examples now or as case studies. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and, and that's, they become the statistic, you know, they become the, the, you, you, it just snuffed out and then there's nothing we can do because they're gone and any. Anything, and I think that's where, for me, it, the initial person. There's many, but Trayvon Martin did that. That just, God, yeah, me, and still does. Yeah, it, it's these, all of these do. It's just sickening, and yeah. Um, and then I and you, as we're talking about what comes across, you know, our way as we're going through the weeks with this. I literally, and I've been actually trying to search on my phone, and I think I save these things, and then I can't find them. That's my <laughs> yep. age showing right there. 
Hey, um, it happens but, to me um, as well. But I read this. I, I I listened to two things. I've been listening to the sixteen nineteen podcast. Yeah, and it's really good and it's really sad, but it's really so well done. Anybody who hasn't listened to that podcast, just go to any podcast, Google it. The New York Times uh, put it together, and the woman who um, does it is just so. Uh, you can feel it and it's yeah. interesting and it's sad and it's insightful. It's so insightful. And then, then just this morning um, on a feed that I was uh, on either Instagram or Facebook or something, there was this um, post. It had to be um, Instagram and it was about this woman from the South who is looking at how the South wants to save um, their, you know, their memories and their history and all, you know, the statues and that they should be able to do that. And she may, she was talking about how she is the, she is the real life um, person example of what happened in the South because she's of mixed race and that she wouldn't even be here and that the only reason she exists is because her ancestors were not loved, not cared about, not with mutual agreement. She exists because her ancestors were raped, brutalized, and forced upon by white America to black slaves. And so she, her very existence is the epitome of what happened in the South. You don't need to, like, you have to look to her to understand her and that the violence that was perpetrated to her ancestors yeah. for, for her to even be. It was brilliantly written, brilliantly, per, like, spoken. And horrifically true that this is white white America. This when I read these things and I've taken on educating myself as we've talked and even going deeper and looking and I'm realizing that again once you're more familiar it becomes a part of the ethos of your visual um, perspective just around you and how do we honor you know Aunt Jemima we were talking about the last time too yeah and guess what I read the family of Aunt Jemima had been going to court to get reparations against the white company and literally the judge in that case was like this is frivolous you know like they dismissed it and saying it was not not going to go anywhere and frivolous yeah and there was a whole article about that and they're looking for reparations Yep. again now they're like okay we're gonna go at this again <laughs> yeah. now like yeah. we were talking about now um and so it, it it all it it all it often just comes down to sort of like that root that root idea of just like black the black community black people have not uh been valued the way that they should be uh and it it, it just you know it's, it's not taken seriously yeah you know like just not taken seriously and not giving the the credit and the the respect that they deserve and and 
and we see it sort of just literally across every fabric of everything from commercialism to, you know, like opportunities, uh, you know, treatment with law enforcement, um, freaking even down to like your own likeness, literally your own likeness. You know, you can't you can't you can't find opportunities off of you existing, the idea of you. Um, and and I think it's it's sort of taken to it's been taken to a head uh, to where, um, you know, the things that have the, the social unrest goes beyond just um, it goes beyond just police brutality. It goes it, it goes into every sort of sector of of, you know, of of America. And I think it's compounded because of like the coronavirus and and people were upset. People don't have the money. We're literally in a recession. I mean, like you couldn't you couldn't pay to you couldn't even mm-hmm. you couldn't paint a, a better picture than this. You know, global pandemic, uh, civil unrest uh, that uh, based on specific instances from institutions and we're in a literally we're in a recession we've been in a recession since february <laughs> like it, it's it's right and like you could you can't paint a you can't paint a better picture than this and so uh and so you know since you i would say uh, as we wrap up well since you uh have been reading a lot what would, what would be some of the things that you would suggest people read Oh, gosh. You know, and I have to get better at this because anybody's listening. <laughs> They're like, you're not giving me any names. You're not giving me any references. And I did, literally thought to myself, okay, where did, where did I find that? And I thought I saved it, and I can't find it, guys. So I'm really sorry. So yeah. what I will do from now on is I will reference it. I will look into the story of Elijah. Um, and then um, I even was trying to Google as I was listening to you. Um, about the girl who um, is from the South who says that she is the representation of what the South really is all about. Yeah. She is the, the monument to what really this was all about. And, and then um, what I, before we wrap up, I actually thought to myself, you know, you know how I, I've heard and we, you and I have talked about it too, like white people just shut up and listen kind of thing. You know, yeah. just shut up and listen. And don't come to us to educate you. Educate yourselves. And so, and that's fair. You know, it's totally fair. And it's, and, and what that's saying is, so any white people out there listening, and I, and I do, I think of old classmates of mine who put stuff up, and look, I can tell you, at least on the, some of the feeds that I have within my, my social media, which is really small, quite frankly, um, you know, people are weary of all of this. They, they're like, come on, let's just, you know, we're going to be celebrating the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. And do we want to celebrate America? I mean, how, you know, how is all of that? But like, but people do, they kind of want to go back to, let's talk about positive things and let's. You know, we don't know what the hell is going on around here, but let's let's try to get back to not having to look at it all the time anymore. Um, so I think I was thinking to myself, you and your heritage, and look, white people and black people, you know, there's some people hang out with a lot of black people. Some people hang out with a lot of white people if you're black, you know, and some just don't. 
So is there any questions that you have as a young black man for a white person? Like, what would you want to say to a white person? What questions would you want to ask? And, and I only say, like, again, I feel like I can answer some of this um, based on my own experiences, but also from the peripheral experiences with other people that I've had over the years. Is there, are there questions that you have as a black person that you'd like to address to white people and go, what the hell, you know? Or I don't understand this perspective. Is there anything you ever wonder about? Um, I, I don't know. This is always like a very, that's always a very interesting question because, um, because I'm often like the black, the black friend that white people come to. And so, uh, yeah. even, even, even if I, even if I, even if I had, um, I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where, uh, where I've even had to like, uh, I, that I even had to ponder on an idea of like a question that I wanted to ask a white person because, uh, be, because that, that opportunity to not have a, have a white person to talk to, uh, has never been, um, has never been, um, sort of a reality for me. And, and it wasn't and like, as I'm thinking about it, the reason it hasn't been a reality for me is because I was the white, I was the black person that my white friends would come to, to, uh, to talk about these things. And so then it would just be sort of a conversation that we would have. Uh, and so off the top of my head, I, I, I do not have like a pressing issue that like I've never been, uh, had the opportunity to ask. I think it's, I think it's often, um, oh, it, it's often, you know, like in, in a, in a family gathering when, you uh which as we're as we're approaching uh fourth of july in a family gathering where you know that there's that one that one family member one or group of family members that you know are going to say some like problematic things um uh how often is it that you that you really sort of call them out on it you know and you and you address it sort of in a in a public way that that it ultimately become shameful for them you know uh how often is it that uh that that happens because i think that you know it like when we when we look at these uh when we look at these instances of like you know racism and stuff from like you know these people that we see um you know at least black people think about it as like you know, they were at some, they were at some family gathering and, and their family members know that they do this. You know, it's not a surprise for the people that know them. Um, and, and so it's like, how, how have they gone unchecked up until this point, uh, is often sort of the question that, so, that I, that I always have, you know? So I would tell you that it's interesting because I come from uh, uh, I knew, I know years ago when I, when I first in the early two thousands lived in Arizona, um, from Chicago where it was very diverse, which then here was not at all in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I have one sister and her husband who are very Republican, obnoxiously Republican and Fox news. And look, I, I, I don't want to be a basher. But yeah. to me, it was always extreme right. 
And, you know, it, and it was always, you know, and I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm really an independent thinker. And like, so, you know, with them, there was no point in talking about anything because it just never led anywhere. And so you just, I, I didn't ever want to do it. They would poke me all the time. Um, so, so it's very interesting because I would tell you on the Oregon on the uh, North Pacific, uh, Northwest Pacific coast, um, my family, my children, my child and daughter-in-law family that are there, they, I would absolutely tell you that that's, I've seen that they are going to be, they're okay with creating uncomfortable. They're okay with, you know, challenging. They're going to educate themselves. They're doing all of this. Right. And then I would tell you here in Arizona, where I have family, um, I also know that uh, like an in-law of mine is, um, I would say probably Republican um, and a, I don't know, Trump supporter, but not against Trump. Um, it's all supporter. And yeah, doesn't have. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Probably and 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 has a vantage point, and he he actually told me a story the other night that he and his family went from Pennsylvania, and he's like for he and his family his dad got transferred to um, New Orleans, and he said um, he went into a school that was an all black school, and he had to get tested. He's really smart and he tested in that like lower grade type of thing and was put into the uh, the not so smart class and they were just like I don't understand this well he translated the story was when he went into this classroom he was verbally and emotionally being kind of assaulted and he was terrified and it was all black kids and and then they retested him and of course he went to the highest class there was, but he remembers being so terrified as the only white kid in the room. And so that has carried through to his opinion about a lot of things in his world. So to be in close proximity with someone who may disagree for their, for their reasons, I would tell you, I don't, don't know that I want to engage in that conversation myself even they know my position and it's kind of like the old school you know you don't talk about religion sex or someone's uh you know race you don't you don't talk about these things back in the day that's what people would say yeah uh topics off you know if you disagree and you don't talk about these things but peripherally I think we all know where we stand and i don't think we may not agree on everything but being respectful is something that's important there's no disagreement what has happened blatantly isn't wrong and if i were to really engage in the conversation um i don't think that they that we wouldn't find some common ground but it would not be fully to the same degree that i I believe something for yeah. sure. I don't I, think so. Yeah. You would have I, a different. And I think that the. And, and I don't go and check that. And I don't check that. I don't go 
dude, you have to change. I don't do that. Yeah, and I think that that is the um, that is what we're seeing sort of like this generation, like my generation and, and on are sort of confronting that sort of reality uh, that like, you know, you and like my parents generation have sort of allowed to uh, sort of avoided uh, because at the end of the day, you know, like they go out into the world, they move on with their careers and they're probably somebody's boss. They 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 hold the opportunities and. And people like that are the reasons why there are lack of opportunities for, for particular groups of people, uh, because they, they have that they have that negative experience that uh, that they tie to um, sort of the 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 general population, because, uh, you know, the, the experience that you talk right. about, you know, that is that was my experience growing up when we moved to the suburbs. It was just that I couldn't test out of I couldn't right. test out of I couldn't right. test out of the neighborhood. You know, it wasn't until I got to being right. a senior and I actually drove that I just that I was able to go change change to a different school. Um, and so it, it's right. the um, and so it's uh, often contextualizing that experience and saying, OK, just because you got picked by some black, by some black kids because you're the only white kid doesn't mean that you need to doesn't doesn't justify you being racist or you are you discriminating or having, having well, and, these, I, this... and, and this is the and this is the discussion yeah is it do we go in and i would tell you that if if this person i'm speaking about was ever let's say in a scenario where someone who was black being hurt. This person would be one of the first people to go in to protect and to, to challenge the other person. He would go in, protect no matter. And so that's the correct way to do this. It's the discussion about how did we get here do we just dismantle the South as the people have? Had? Are, I don't know that he would agree that you need to go in and take down all the statues. And I think he even told me, he told me the other day, he was reading something. He's like, they're even trying to take down. He's the one that told me this just yesterday. He's like, or this morning, he's like, they're trying to take down the statue of Abraham Lincoln. Did you hear that? I don't know. I because mean, Abraham Lincoln had a slave. Well, he just I, read that to me today. I think it's, um, and I think this is where this is where sort of the the misconstruing of cause and correlation. It's like you know, if if the, uh, the with these conversations, it's not because they did one thing. It, it's it's uh, a, often when you when you when you look at the reasoning uh, behind you know taking down these statues and all these different things. Most of them are the Confederate statues. And most of them are because most of those things came in in like the the 50s from like 19, 1930 to like 1970. Like those are like those had those were those were generations removed from the Civil War. Uh, and they were they were a response to specific things. And so uh, and so often when we when we talk about like. Uh, when, when they talk about like sort of breaking down or throwing down these uh, these sort of things that we often grew up with, it's it's often because um, there was a there was a specific intent 
that had that had some like underlying problems for for why they even came up in the beginning uh and uh and people tend to like overlook that and say like oh because he owned one slave that they need to take down his statue or whatever it's like often that's not necessarily the case um and and the perfect perfect example is really the the confederate statue like a lot of the confederate memorial statues i mean those came up in freaking those came up in in you know like in like you know like they're 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 new things it's not like they were remnants of 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 the confederacy like these things are like new things you know and so uh and so i always kind of like get a well, kick out I don't of that think get, I don't think... well i i don't know that it would be interesting for me to see if he would ever want to sit in with us on this i know he works during the day and maybe we could do it on a an afternoon that he's not working but it would be interesting for us to maybe sit down with him because I think that even though you and I are trying to present two different worlds and look, I'm still learning, you know, but I want to learn. Um, I don't know that a lot of people want to do the, the interest or the due diligence to do, to, to shift. They may have shifted, but they don't feel like that they have to full on go re-educate themselves about the history yeah. of black America and, and black people in America. Um, so I, I find myself thinking, wouldn't it be interesting to find somebody who really holds, I'm willing, but perhaps a white person who doesn't think that, do I get tired? I'm like, oh, I just want a break from this. I don't want to have to always think about it. I, if I'm honest, yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm black and I I'm I, get I tired don't too. I want to spend all my time thinking about it. You know. But I know. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, how do we, like, do I address people and go, this is wrong. We have to shift and change. I do believe that in raising the children, the the grandchildren, that every parent of my grandchildren respect honorable right and wrong um you know but how each family chooses to teach it might be differently but yeah. the essence of belief is still there one may certainly be more pro proactive but both equally in agreement that treatment mistreatment and fairness and rightness is imperative period yeah yeah period end of story without a doubt that is the way that they look at that on both sides of it, I, yeah. I believe. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. the politics of it may be different, but the belief isn't. The belief is of the same, that respect and all of that is, and people and treatment and all of that is, is of the same. Yeah. I think so, it, it often becomes um, just like a... But it would be interesting to, because... Yeah, it often becomes a conversation of like, you know, uh, now that we know the information that we know, uh, what is what are the right things to to carry on to our kids? You know, like mm -hmm. in this day and age, you know, saying that saying that the Confederate flag is a is to honor the the history of the South. That's not a thing that you want to pass on to the kids because that's not the that's not a that's not a that's not a reality. That's not a a story that um that that is respectful you know it's uh right, and so and right. so we're it's becomes like uh these types of conversations 
of like the things that we the things that we uh, grew right. up sort of thinking as like American history and like American norms uh, and and sort of confronting those realities of like, oh, these probably these actually were not and that we were just led to believe that when in reality it's something else. And so, uh, and so I think that, that like, if anything, and I think I would find, I think, yeah, if anything, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, no, go ahead. I, we're, we're over crossing some time that I think that if, if we could, if I could, I'll, I'll, I'll try to ask some questions and, and it's interesting because what I don't want to do is I don't want someone if, if people can believe what they want to believe. Yeah. And, and yet, and, and it's like, okay, well, if I were to say, okay, well, where do you stand on this? What is your perspective on this? I have to be ready to hear that without trying to, my goal isn't to change their mind. My goal is to hear the perspective. And that's actually the goal of this podcast is yeah. like, you know, we're at different places. And so without it being creating somebody to be defensive, but even in the thought of like moving, you know, feeling comfortable somewhere that's different politically than somebody thinks and how, you know, it's fitting in and I, I don't really fit there. And so it's quite interesting. And, but as far as this white person goes, I know that I don't sit around with family members who, who may have a different perspective on things than I do, that I ask a lot of questions or challenge them. Yeah. If it's blatant, disrespectful, stupidness, I would, for sure, without apology. Yeah. But I don't know that I sense that that's what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and ultimately, like, we'll, you'll never know until you're in the situation. And, and that's often the uh, that's often the reality is just that, you know, like you'll I, I guess the the perfect the, the perfect example that like I could think of growing up is um, is I was dating, um, you know, I, I was dating a, 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 a white lady, a white girl, white chick, white lady. And um, and she was unaware of how uncomfortable her 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 parents were like her, you know, some of her family's family members were around black people until she brought me around. And so, uh, and so then you're forced to sort of address that and, and deal with it in the moment. And, uh, and then it, then it, then it obviously like sparks interesting conversations. And so, uh, and so it's, uh, and so ultimately like you'll never know, um, uh, until you're sort of put in the situation (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, you know, that, that's, that's sort of the reality of it. And, um, you know, we'll, 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 you know, and do we have to, and do we have to be like, do we have to be militant? Like, I, I think that to know where you stand on this. Well, I, I have had. Yeah, I, I don't think so, but I do, I do understand the power of marketing and and the power of persuasion and and when we're looking at sort of like the the right wing talking points and this sort of that like free thought movement and stuff like that 
there is a lot of like there's a lot of parallels with um what the military does and what they like how they approach things um and so often i think like i don't i don't know if you're i don't know if you i don't know if you have the in these conversations i don't know if you have the liberty to not be militant in times um because that's what well that, i don't know that i want to be i so but here's what yeah. i would jump in to tell you i don't want to argue i don't want it to be see i find no um my goal is to be productive yeah so to just piss everybody off is it for me a style that i look, i've done that plenty in my day um it's not a style that I think how I want to approach something. I would rather slowly have converse, trusting one another enough to be able to have conversations. I would tell you with a friend of mine, you know, I told you a couple last week or two weeks ago, like my best friend, she, you know, everybody gets tired of these conversations after a while. Right. Yeah. And I said, well, and I think I told you, like, well, that's your white privilege. You get to be tired of this conversation and want to not continue. Yeah. And she took that on and we continued, you know, and not like, yay for you, but like you get to do that. Yeah. My style is is to do it a little slowly around stuff that I'm doing. And then, you know, and, and I don't feel like he's, trying to be disrespectful to me either. Yeah. You know I mean, I think it's a little here of information on both ways, going both ways to where if it really went head to head, like fighting isn't the way that I would choose to want to do that. Oh yeah. Um, no. And, and I don't think I that noticing... is the, I don't think that is the, the end goal for anybody. I think it, um, I think the, because obviously fighting has sort of a, 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 a end result that doesn't feel good even if it's like a verbal argument or a or a physical uh physical like uh altercation like that has lasting effects you know mm-hmm. I, and and i think that um you know to your point the uh uh sort of like the right. the, the annoyance of uh sort of like the perceived annoyance by being consistent with it um you know that that's just a uh, uh, for my for my uh, my girlfriend's like whole family and like part of part of my family is part of the military, and you know for them it's always been the power of the military is consistency. You know uh, they do the same thing every time until you get it. You know some people will yell, some people just have a have a great regimen and they're just consistent. You know like they 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 they're consistent until you get it. And you'll continue to have the same conversation until there's no reason to have the conversation anymore, you know. And so, uh, and so when right, you when you right, bring when you think right. when I when I hear militant, it, it often just becomes you know like there's a there's you it's it's there's a there's an effective way of approaching things uh, rather than sort of like the the hoorah right. like you know crazy things because like often I think that's what that's what the military that's sort of the the stereotype that the military has uh that often is uh doesn't do the military justice um and and we know you know people that are in the military people that have family members in the military stuff like that you know like everybody's not getting cussed out all the time 
you know, like it's, you know, but, but right. you know that like, right. if somebody's in the military, you know, they know how to make their bed, you know, they know how to like, you know, do certain right. things. And so, uh, and so, and I think that that's, I think that, I think that that's what I'm talking about is it's instead of just jumping in with, yeah. so what do you think? You know, it's like him sharing with me, huh? They took down Abraham Lincoln's, you know, they want to, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And just little comments, you know, made, um, and it's because I think I, I feel both sides want to be respectful and yeah. yet be able to something. And if I thought that there was an ignorant, um, ignorant, nasty uh, uh, approval or justification sensibility with anything that's happened, that that person would feel it's no big deal what are you kidding me if I really felt that that was happening I think I would have a hard time in a personal relationship with that person as far as even a family member like I wouldn't want to have a relationship with them if that was really the disregard and the dis not caring and not seeing the yeah. horror of all of this yeah if I didn't believe that there was some agreement of the horror of it I, I would have a hard time I have to say and and I think this is this is and, one thing that I I've think, sort of list I've, I've thought about sort of in my life and the people that like i know um uh, particularly like older white people that uh have said some problematic things uh you know uh since a lot of this stuff has happened um uh the often it becomes sort of like me uh, in order for me to in order for me to not see them do some of the questions some of the problematic things that they do um really the reference point is who who else would who else would uh, give them a reason to not think the way that they do? Uh, and often it's like, well, you know, I probably, you know, for me, I'm probably the only young black person that they ever interact with. And so if I off my, if I sort of right. uh, avoid the situation and wipe them from my life, then they will just continue being in sort of their, their peer view all, uh, all together. And so, uh, and so it becomes sort of like a, a civic responsibility at times where, uh, where that I, that I've started to think about and, uh, um, you know, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like block people on like Facebook or Twitter or anything, because it's like, this is, I'm probably the only interaction that they're, that they're probably going to get this week or this day, you know, with the, with the non, with the non-white person. So what is some of the. The problem. So what? Is, so, so what are some of the problematic things that you've heard from white people that you would you you go? Okay, I'm the only black person. Oh, I mean, just regular like you know, you know, and I'm going to address this. This is a choice I. Yeah. Like I, mean, I want to hear some of the stupid things they say or or perceptions that they have. Oh yeah. So yesterday, uh, yesterday I'm working on two murals and I live stream a lot. And, uh, and one of the persons, uh, it was like a black lives matter, um, like mural banner, uh, that I was doing for, uh, one of my friend's businesses. And, uh, and somebody came on just during the live stream and was like, you know, uh, like F black, black F the BLM, BLM movement. And, you know, they're just a whole bunch of race baiting pro, you know, race baiting, race baiting, uh, you know, 
um, anarchists and stuff like that. And it's like, this is obviously something from like a Q, you know, you've been reading some QAnon groups or, you know, uh, went to a Trump rally or something or listened to Tucker Carlson or Ben Shapiro. And, uh, and you know, that, that's just, you know, that, that's just how it is. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that's just how it is. Um, one, one, one of my, I think I sent, I'm not sure if I sent this to you cause it happened a while back, but, uh, one of the, one, one of the guys that, uh, this, this guy that I like went to school with, um, you know, he, he posted this, uh, he posted this, uh, like long, like lengthy sort of like impassionate Facebook post about how, you know, uh, I think he said like one sentence, uh, he said like, you know, it's unfortunate about, you know, George Floyd and, um, and, uh, yeah, it was like, it's unfortunate about George Floyd. And then he went on this like two paragraph, like spill about how, um, uh, of all the reasons why they should, why his, his business should not get, um, should not, you know, should not be attacked or whatever. Uh, and then we're just like, Okay, so this is the only thing that you that you posted, uh, uh, with regards to the situation. You gave one one sentence about how uh, how how it's unfortunate that George Floyd died, and then we went on this like two paragraph rant, rant about how you want to make sure that your business is protected, and then the icing the icing on the cake was that he used a he used a video from like 1992, like a, from like a documentary in 1992, based on like the race riots, of a of an older black man, uh, complaining or yelling at you know people in like his community, uh, of for for like tearing down their like tear like looting and rioting, and so and so then I looked at his like I looked at his feed and I was like literally the only black person on his Facebook feed for months was the, was that one video of that older black man talking about this isn't it. And, and the video said like, this isn't black power. This is not what black power looks like. Uh, and it was just completely tone deaf. Like he, it, it was like, he found just any video of just a, a black person sort of scolding black people for, for looting and rioting. And he tried to apply this to, to this situation. Uh, uh, and that's literally the only diversity on his on his page, and so uh, and so it's like little things like that where I was like, hey, dude, like, why did you even post that? Like, I understand you're you're worried and stuff, but like, don't use this video to to plead your case when you're trying to when you're trying to you. It, it comes across as solidarity, but you're just worried about your business and your property. That and that's what you care about. Uh, and, and you made it a, and you, the icing on the cake was that you didn't use just like no regular video, you know, you used a, you used a, uh, you used a video, uh, that had a racial component to it. And, and you've never, you've never, uh, uh, addressed that in anything that you did. And so it was just like, it was just disingenuous and, so, and yeah. And it was a bit out of context. Yeah, so out of context. Made to seem as if it's applicable. Yeah. And it's misleading. Yeah. Yeah. 
because it's like so it sounds like at least yeah it was just so, it was just it was just saying, you know i have i think so we just uh what i'd like to maybe have us do for this next time i'm gonna um i'm gonna for sure in the next podcast bring up the references that i made today with all the names where people can go and check them out oh yeah um and i will have anything else that um uh that i refer to so that people can check it out because i have to tell you they're really insightful i've watched some films i've watched um different feeds um instagram things uh news news things that i think are really poignant and uh insightful and i think Yes, the movement is slowing down. The kind of the surge, the as surge, I feel yeah. it, maybe. But I, yeah. But but this, where this is where the work is still having to be so importantly being done. Yeah, you know? and I think um, it's evolving. Uh, I think it's, it's and, and the, yeah. yeah. I think it's like I I, I wouldn't say it's and, evolving. I, I think it's say, maturing. I, I also am noticing. Well, yes, but I'm also, and it's interesting. I thought, do I say? this out loud there is one thing that i've noticed that i do so you know how people say oh i don't see color you know i don't i don't see color and you know i feel like i'm broad thinking and all stuff and i'm like i always see color i always see color yeah if a a black person white yellow you know is walking in a neighborhood that i'm and i'm not wherever i see a person here's what i do inside of my head that nobody sees that nobody i don't have to tell anybody if I'm really honest I assess I notice this person because they're different um, from what may be my norm and then I assess I assess through clothing I assess through style uh, uh, how they speak and how they conduct themselves within the environment uh, but I notice I pay attention and I notice every every person of color wherever I, I notice that and then I assess like like oh do they look this way do they look and it's not if, if I had to say it out loud and I'm recognizing in this myself yeah. I'm not necessarily proud of it I'm just I thought I'm gonna be honest about this I'm like I do I assess everything if the guy has his pants down on his ass I'm just like dude pull your pants up why do why do you have to like look like an idiot to me um, but if I thought, but if a white kid was doing that too, I would think the same thing. And I have quite frankly. Um, but if I see, I don't, I don't know, I even notice like, oh, sweet black kids, you know, um, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but, um, you know, if in referring to somebody that I'm seeing in a, in the neighborhood and somebody asks me a question, typically I would say, yeah, these two black guys. And like, why am I? saying why am i attaching black guys to that yeah. why don't i just say two guys blah 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 so i'm noticing my own inward assessment yeah it's a and um, and, and like and a, questions that i have or perception of somebody yeah and i think to your point um the the like the term or the phrase like i don't see color remember before people started people before people were saying i don't see color like towards the tail end of the Obama administration, the big term that people were using was we have a black president, we're past racism. Like that used to be a very, very like, you know, popular thing that like people would say. That. And 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 that was literally like 
that no mm-hmm. one says that now. Like no one says that. And so, uh, right. and so it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to, you know, it's interesting to see like how that sort of, right. and, and right. these are the same people that, um, you know, these are like some of the same people that were, were saying, you know, it's 20, it's, it's 2015, 2016, we have a black president, we're past racism. Now it's sort of evolved into like, I don't see mm-hmm. color. And so I'm curious to see like what that next sort of deflection is going to be. Uh, once we, once we're like, you know, once well, we're what past I'm, that. But I, but I gotta tell you, once as I'm be, if I'm honest with myself, and I go, okay, I do this quietly. So am I a racist? Am I somebody who's racist? Because I assess, I do. In my yeah. opinion, I could be totally wrong. I could be totally right. Well, no, I yeah. don't know. I but think I, uh, I think like that even, because you know, like, but you're, even a guy, but even yeah, I think uh, be, you know, as you as a woman, you look at you look at and you just see. You're, you're aware of how many men are around uh, in a in a given context. And so I don't think that that's a... That's... No, no, no. Don't make it... No, don't... No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> don't make it nice. It's not just that. It's not just that. I promise you. It's not just that. I notice... I notice black women, black men, black children. And I also know that I overcompensate sometimes or I'm just really being genuine and I walk away a bit satisfied with myself that I've been so generous. And I'm like such an asshole that just even saying that out loud, but until it became conscious, I'm like, wow, I'm patting myself on the back. I'm just revolting. Is it me? Hold on. <laughs> you have to wrap this up because this okay yeah so, yeah i think um, um but anyways my point yeah is, is i think that, that 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 is something uh, that like we could definitely touch on next week or next time we hop on the podcast because that's that's news to me that's like that's something that like i sort of like have i i think like it, it pops in my head but like i don't you know like i've i'm never in a situation where like um yeah that's just a different perspective you know, like it, it's just something that like sort of, I, you know, yeah. So, uh, so I think yep. that that can be definitely a topic that we could, uh, we could dive deep into. Cause I don't so even as think, a, let's do that next week. And as a grandmother, oh, I yeah. go. grandma duties, <laughs> I <laughs> yep. gotta go. So listen, good guys. I, I hope I'll have better references next week. Good to talk. And let's pick up on that part of it next week. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. Thank you for your time again, everybody. Thanks for listening and stuff. And uh, and we'll catch you guys later.